0: Hey there, dear listeners, and welcome back to Unfiltered, No Psychology with Nicole, the podcast where we talk through some life's profound transformations, exploring the power of reflection to cultivate healthier relationships and meaningful connections. Get ready to unlock the secrets to healing and unleash your true potential. Let's dive in. And today we're diving into a topic that affects all of us, setting boundaries with our friends and loved ones. It's time to talk about why boundaries matter and how they can differ for each individual. Personally, I'm guilty of doing too much for the wrong people and I know I'm not the only one. So I wanted to dive a little bit more into people pleasing and boundary setting in this episode. Plus, I have some insight on how toxic relationships or friendships can impact your physical health. So we're also talking about the signs to watch for and things I've learned from my personal experience. So let's get into today's spicy episode. Now, setting boundaries is all about establishing limits and defining what's acceptable and what's not in our relationships. It's about communicating our needs and expectations in a clear and healthy way. But there's the thing, boundaries can look different for each person because we all have unique experiences, personalities, and values, and that's the beauty of it. To shed some light on this, let's hear some renewed psychologist, Dr. Anna Martinez, who has dedicated her research to the importance of boundaries in relationships. So Dr. Martinez emphasizes that boundaries are crucial for maintaining emotional well-being and healthy connections with others. She highlights that setting boundaries is not about being selfish, but rather about creating a healthy balance in our relationships. The research has also shown that when we set clear boundaries, we feel more respected, valued, and understood by our friends and love partners. It helps prevent resentment and promotes mutual growth and happiness. But please, my friends, keep in mind, the specific boundaries we set can vary from person to person. So I'm not here giving you a list of boundaries that you all have to apply. It's very personal, and I'm going to help you how to actually find your boundaries. For example, some individuals may prefer more alone time to recharge the energy, while others thrive on constant social interaction. It's all about understanding and respecting our needs and preferences. Because at the end of the day, remember, it's okay to prioritize yourself and communicate your limits. Another fascinating aspect is that boundaries can evolve and change over time, as relationships do. So as we grow and develop as individuals, our boundaries may shift as well. And that's perfectly normal. It's important to have ongoing conversations with our friends and partners to ensure that everyone's needs are being met. So you may ask me, how do we go about setting boundaries? Well, let's start with self-reflection. Take some time to identify your values, limits, and what makes you feel uncomfortable or comfortable in your relationships. From there, communicate your boundaries openly and honestly with your loved ones. It might feel a bit uncomfortable at first, as if you're trying to be rude, but remember that healthy boundaries lead to healthier relationships. So I'm sure that many of us have experienced guilt when we say no. So in this episode, I wanted to dive also into the psychology of guilt and how it's connected to setting boundaries. My friends, we've all experienced that sinking feeling that we say no to someone or decline a request. Guilt can sneak up on us and make us question our decisions, second-guessing ourselves. But here's the thing. It's okay to say no and set boundaries. We have the right to prioritize our well-being and happiness because you, my friends, are the only ones you have. Day out and day in, every day, it's just you. And you have to love yourself and put yourself first. And that's not being selfish, it's being mature. So guilt often arises from our desire to pleasure others and fear disappointing them. But here's a reality check. We can't be everything to everyone all the time. We can't constantly fear by saying no that we're going to disappoint someone. So it's important to remember that saying no doesn't make us selfish on caring. It's an act of self-care and self-respect. To better understand this, let's look at some psychological insight that Dr. Mai Evans suggests. Dr. Evans emphasizes that guilt stems from our conditioning and social expectations of always being accommodating. She highlights the importance of challenging these ingrained beliefs and redefining our understanding of self-worth. For example, in her research, Dr. Evans found that setting boundaries and saying no actually fosters healthier relationships. It allows us to create space for self-care, personal growth, and balanced interactions. And when we're feeling fulfilled and happy, we can actually give back to our loved ones. See, that's how it works. So by honoring our needs and limitations, we show up as more authentic and fulfilled individuals in our connections with others. So how do we deal with this guilt when it arises? It starts with recognizing and acknowledging our feelings. Understand that guilt Is a normal emotion, like other emotions you're experiencing, sadness, happiness. But it doesn't have to control our actions. Just like when we're feeling super angry, we shouldn't be screaming at people. We should take some time off, calm down, and then approach this matter. So take a step back and ask yourself, am I truly obligated to say yes in this situation? Does it align with my values and well-being? Remember, saying no doesn't require an elaborate explanation or apology. Be assertive, get compassionate in your response, communicate your boundaries with kindness and firmness, and most importantly, try and let go of the guilt. Embrace the fact that you're taking care of yourself and setting a healthy example for others. I actually have a very good hack of how to let go of guilt. Try imagining guilt surrounding you, flying around you, making you feel drained, unhappy, sad, uncomfortable in your own body. Just try and gathering this, imagining like it's physically flying around you and inside of your body and try gathering it in a ball. All these emotions, feelings and push it away, bounce at it back and say that it no longer serves me. I no longer want to feel this way. And instead, once you let go, fill yourself up with light and happiness. Imagine a colored light. It can be pink, blue, you name it. And fill yourself with this light and say thank you for your body and yourself, for showing up today and saying that it's okay, I will listen to myself and I will base my opinion on how I feel, not what my head thinks. Reconnect with your body. It's really important and this way you'll be able to let go of guilt and connect with yourself and base your decision on how you feel. So my friends, now I want to dedicate some time discussing doing too much for the wrong people because... I feel like in today's society we are being pressured into doing more than we can give and sometimes we confuse love doing something for a person with love with actually when people are using us and not respecting and valuing our worth. So I have a question for you. Have you ever found yourself going above and beyond for someone who doesn't truly appreciate or replicate your efforts? Yes, my friends, it's a common trap we all can fall into. We want to be helpful, caring, and supportive, but sometimes we end up investing our time and energy just in the wrong people. But that's okay. The truth is, our desire to help others can sometimes blind us to the fact that not everyone deserves our efforts. Just throwing out there, not every guy deserves your constant commitment, your constant phone calls, efforts, Please, my friends, we need to find a way how to filter our actions and actions towards people. It's essential to evaluate the relationships in our lives and ensure that generosity is being directed towards those who genuinely value and appreciate it. To shed some light on this topic, let's look into psychologists dr sarah thompson dr thompson emphasizes the importance of self-worth and recognizing our own value she suggests that we reflect on why we feel the need to do so much for others especially those who may not replicate or treat us with respect in her research dr thompson actually found out that by redirecting our focus towards healthier relationships and investing people who reflect our efforts we can break free from the cycle of doing too much for the wrong people it's about valuing ourselves and setting boundaries that protect our well-being you may ask me so how nicole do we break free from this pattern like it's easily said than done well let's start it starts with self-reflection and understanding our motivations in life we're seeking validation or approval from others are we afraid of disappointing or losing someone's affection By recognizing these underlying factors, we can begin to shift our mindset. Next step. It's important to assess the relationships in our lives. Are they balanced, supportive, and mutually beneficial? If not, it may be time to reassess our priorities and redirect our energy towards those who truly appreciate and value our effort. I know it's hard because sometimes we have feelings involved. Most of the times those feelings are not so healthy because if you don't receive emotional and physical kind of giving towards you that fulfills you it's usually not healthy and I know many girls and boys out there they get stuck on relationships just because they feel the fireworks but actually they feel drained on the inside because They don't know what else they can do to make that partner love them or act a certain way or give a shit or, I don't know, buy them flowers or answer the phone or just just commit, just show up, you know? So please try and dive into your relationship and just try giving your energy for someone who will truly value it and you will see yourself bloom on the inside and the outside. Please remember that setting healthy boundaries is key. Learn to say no when necessary and prioritize your own needs and well-being. It's not selfish, it's self-care. So please surround yourself with people who lift you up, appreciate your efforts, and reflect the love and support you give because that should be a natural process. You should not be fighting for love or for affection or even for one text message response. That's not how it works. That's not a healthy vibration. It is this time of the episode when I share my personal experience. And because we're talking boundaries today, I'll be sharing how I got into unhealthy connections in my friends circle, but also in my love partner relationships. So personally, I struggle with setting boundaries in my friendships. Let me give you an example. I'm a very loyal and committed person when it comes to friendships or relationships. Like I go an extra mile. I'm just, this is how I am. It was always like that. I love helping people. Like act of service and gifts are my two strong love languages. And that's how I show love. So I would always offer help and go out of my comfort zone to plan and book trips, to answer, to be helpful. This is all great. Like we all love a friend like that, but don't get me wrong. At the point, it became unhealthy for me. I felt burnt out and somewhat used, but it wasn't my friend's fault. Like, it really wasn't. Instead, it was me giving more than I had and not respecting my own boundaries. So after another fun trip where I acted as an organizer, I sat down feeling drained and said that that's enough. And I did this exercise. I wrote down what mistakes... It's not really mistakes, like what... Maybe actions or things makes me feel uncomfortable and burn out. It can be as simple as I don't like answering my phone after 9 p.m. Or I don't like how people are being demanding or I'm not going out just because I said yes a week ago and I really feel tired, I can always explain why. This list really helped me to open my eyes and set some boundaries that will prevent me from going the extra mile when it's not needed. Like, your friends will love you for who you are, not because you're an available 24-7 vending machine of planning and answering. So, friendship... And relationships with your loved ones has a bit of a difference. But I will also share my romantic relationships and how I literally lacked zero boundaries. And that kind of led to an explosion of relationships in my past. So let's get into it. So I was always the one making plans and ensuring that trips with my partner will run smoothly. Like searching for interesting locations and setting reminders for my partner like as if I am a Siri or an alarm. Doing all this would leave me feeling emotionally drained and actually unhappy. Also, by always playing the decision-making role, I unintentionally made my partner feel less masculine. This can be a big trigger in a relationship because both men and women have their own roles to play in a relationship and both need to contribute in order to make it work. However, when there is an disbalance, like in a recipe, let's say, and the roles are switched, the dish that you're cooking doesn't taste as good anymore, (laughs) leading to arguments and disappointments. So after having a couple of disappointing experiences, I made it clear to myself that it's not my role to be perfect or controlling every situation person. I set boundaries that makes me feel less stressed and more feminine. This is really important. Or masculine if you're going listening to this to me. This includes, for example, not reminding the person multiple times or taking care of all the time spent together. So I've stopped being perfect planner. I would not torment a person reminding him of finishing something or being late or, you know, emphasizing something that he hasn't done. Because trust me, if a person loves you, they will make an effort. And by playing our respective roles, we can create a better dish together. What do I mean by that? So when you cook a dish, you input many different ingredients and you have to stir or cook or fry it to make it tasty and not burn it. And do it carefully and with love and passion. So if a person doesn't like cooking or cooking with you, <laughs> No matter how many ingredients you throw into the pan, even the quicker you throw them, even worse it will, you know, turn out. The dish will never come together and probably taste shit. So why would you allow someone? Why would you, you know, dedicate your time by cooking with someone who doesn't really want that? And once you find someone who actually loves cooking with you and supports you and cutting or stirring you will see how great the dish will taste by dish i mean your connection or something that you're building i hope that was helpful my little story maybe you will recognize yourself or just find ways how to redirect your energy towards other people now let's jump into how to spot manipulation and reapply your boundaries to people who do not have the best intention for you, but rather just wanna take a piece of you. I personally call them hoovers. Um, I just find it funny because you they just suck everything out and you feel drained. So let's get into some hacks. As I said, it's vital to spot manipulation and reestablish your boundaries with people who don't have your best intentions in mind. So trust your instincts. Pay attention to gut feelings and intuition when interacting with others. If something feels off or manipulative, trust yourself and investigate further. Next one, observe patterns of behavior. Look for consistent patterns for, of manipulation in person's actions and words. Usually manipulators often use tactics like guilt-tripping, gaslighting, constant criticism to control you. So, for example, no matter what you did or how you look or what you said, you'll always be the bad one. This is not healthy uh, these patterns should be noted and reflected upon. Watch for inconsistency. Manipulators may change their behavior depending on the situation or the people they are dealing with. So if someone's actions and words don't align, it could be a sign of manipulation. So if a person tells you one thing that they love you, they can't live without you, but then just, they just don't respond for like hours, hours and hours and forget to turn up, They truly don't love you, and that's an unhealthy vibration that you know going towards you. Listen closely. Manipulators often use persuasive language to manipulate others. Pay attention to their choice of words, tone, and the emotions they try to evoke. They may try to play on your empathy or exploit your vulnerabilities by tacking into your childhood traumas or you know knowing your weaknesses that you like being kind of controlled and they will keep controlling you so yeah try and listen set firm boundaries establish clear and assertive boundaries to protect yourself from people like that communicate your limits and expectations with confidence and don't be afraid to say no when necessary and then stick to your boundaries don't let manipulators guilt you into crossing them so try and do it in a very subtle and relaxed manner because for people like manipulators, like if you try and be an emo- like emotional, they will actually make it all about themselves and make you feel like you are attacking them. So just, you know, come up when it's relaxed atmosphere and try and in the most calm manner, just for yourself to explain what you are Feel when someone does something and that you rather not feel that way and what we can do about it. Keep your distance. If you identify someone as a manipulator with not a good intent, it's essential to create some distance, limit your interactions, be cautious with personal information, and surround yourself with supportive and trustworthy individuals. Okay, that might sound as if I've shared a hack with someone being physically abused or stalked. But what I mean by that is an emotional gaslighting, it's very strong. And if you keep constantly seeing that person and you're being constantly gaslighted, it lowers your vibration every time. So try and when you make decision to no longer see that person or just distance yourself, just try and prioritize that and not find every occasion to meet with that person, but rather fill your day with other things like friends, your work, your interests. The less time you spend with that person, the more you'll understand that, oh, you know, by setting my boundaries, I actually reach my goal and I feel better. I don't feel drained. Last but not least, seek support. If you establish your boundaries but a person is just not listening to you, that's an extreme situation. But please share your experiences with a trusted family member, friend or therapist, because they can provide valuable insights, guidance and support as you try and navigate difficult relationships and reestablish healthy boundaries. I can not emphasize enough that sometimes we don't value help from others. We think we can do everything, but it's really important to actually allow people to help us, especially when we're struggling with you know, removing the toxicities or things that makes us uncomfortable because people can share their insight, their experiences, and that can make you feel better. Remember, it's crucial to prioritize your well-being and protect yourself from manipulative individuals. By being aware of manipulating tactics and reapplying your boundaries, you can actually regain control of your life and surround yourself with healthier and more supportive relationships. And once you start doing that, You will see how calm and happy you would feel because you would not have to constantly seek reassurance, love, support, keep fighting for something that is just never going to be there. My dear friends, we're coming up to the end of this episode. And as we wrap things up, let's make a commitment to break free from the cycle of doing too much for the wrong people. Value yourself, invest your time and energy wisely and nurture relationships that uplift and support you. Remember, you deserve to be surrounded by people who truly appreciate all that you have to offer. And as we wrap up this episode, I want to leave you with a key takeaway. Boundaries are essential for maintaining healthy and fulfilling relationships. Each person's boundaries will be unique and may change over time. But what matters is most open communication, respect and understanding, because if you share those boundaries with a person you truly uh, value, and he or she hears the values, then you can actually build something great together because you both respect each other's values and viewpoints in life. And if you know how to approach each other and how to communicate in a way that doesn't affect your emotional state, That's something that can actually be long-term and beautiful. So please value yourself, invest your time and energy wisely and nurture relationships that uplift and support you. Remember, you deserve to be surrounded by people who truly appreciate all that you have to offer. So don't be afraid to advocate for your needs and let your voice be heard because we only have one life and sometimes we're scared to say something because we think, oh, what if I won't be understood or criticized? Trust me, once you start doing that, your relationships will thank you for it. That wraps up today's episode of Unfiltered. Thank you for tuning in and joining me on this important conversation. Please feel free to share this episode with someone who could benefit from it. And if you're feeling inspired, please consider leaving a five-star review wherever you are listening right now. For more healing and growth tips, follow me on Instagram at unfilteredpsychology. I'd love to hear from you. So shoot me a message or suggest a topic you'd like to dive into. As always, I'll be back with you next week with another episode. And remember, vulnerability is not a crime. It's a powerful sign of healing and growing process. Stay tuned and I will talk to you soon.